0: Well, that's true in in my sorrows, that -hmm. God comforts me in them, but He has an ultimate reason for this. Mm -hmm. And even though I I can't peer behind the curtain and know what all those reasons are, I can rest in the knowledge there is a reason, Mm -hmm. there is a purpose.
1: From Walking in Grace, this is The Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott. As always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church. And we would like to interact with you about these discussions. So please leave a comment right below this video or interact with us on social media. And then lastly, go to the iTunes podcast section for us and please leave us a review. Pastor, recently I was telling my kids about the story of Jim Elliot Mm -hmm. and Nate Saint and those missionaries who went down. Uh, to uh, South America, and were martyred for their faith, essentially sharing the gospel and um, Elizabeth Elliot has told that story eloquently and about the suffering that that she and others endured as a result of that and I was sort of tying that in with some of the suffering that happens in our church sometimes, mm-hmm. um, thinking about maybe a mother who has a miscarriage mm-hmm. or maybe a um, you know a, a, another person in the church who is going through cancer treatments and dealing with suffering in a real tangible way. Um, the question here is, um, how do believers go through suffering well? And and, and maybe a, a bigger question, or maybe on top of that, is why does God allow believers to suffer? Obviously we have the situation with Job, and, uh, and Job's suffering, and that whole very long book about how he handled it. Um, but well, what about that question, how, how, do you, how do you maybe counsel believers who are going through suffering or counsel the church uh, in dealing with suffering as Christian believers in the church?
0: Well, first of all, we, I think we all have to let it really sink into our minds and hearts and really embrace the fact that we're living in a world that's been affected by the fall. That's right, yeah. So we're living in, in, a, in a world that's affected by sin and sin has brought with it sorrow, heartache, loss, Death, death made its entrance into the world through sin and that sin was committed by one man. So this is what the Bible says about why we find the world like we find it, mm-hmm. with all of its heartache and all the rest. So in one sense, I just have to, to, to remind myself that if I experienced no suffering, it would, it would have to mean I'm living in a world unaffected by sin because mm-hmm. everybody experiences some level of suffering, lost mm-hmm. or saved, mm-hmm. God's people or otherwise. So, it's par for the course. It's a part of living in this world as it is right now. Thank God this is not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new heavens and a new earth on the way and God's people will be living in paradise for the rest of eternity mm-hmm. with a new body that matches the new them and, and all the rest. But until that day, suffer, suffering's just a part of this, of this world. Mm-hmm. And then when I actually think about the word suffer, when I, when I look at the New Testament, it's interesting, most of the references to suffering in the New Testament are not to the common kinds of sorrows that all people deal with. Mm. Most of those references are to persecution of one okay. sort or another. Mm-hmm. So um, why does God allow that? Well, it's actually considered to be a privilege of sorts in the New Testament, that we would suffer along with Christ, that we would suffer on behalf of our master, that the world would see us, regard us, treat us, in the way that they see him and treat him. So I wanna process that in my mind as well. It's a privilege mm-hmm. uh, if I'm suffering, not because I've sinned, not because I've committed um, some sort of wickedness, but because of right, for righteousness sake, mm-hmm. that's a good thing, and, I, and I'm thankful for that. So there's a common kind of suffering. You know, why would God allow it? Well, everyone faces it. We live in a, mm-hmm. in a sin-stricken world if we think about a case like Job, you raise Job's situation, that's something beyond that because mm-hmm. this is a, t- uh, a temptation on the, sure Satan, mm-hmm. a t- uh, on the part of Satan, proving on the part of God. There's a conversation in heaven mm-hmm. that precedes all of that. Mm-hmm. So if we ask about that sort of thing, we would have to say for the glory of God mm-hmm. um, and, for, and for the formation of God's character in his people. Mm-hmm. So Job emerges out of that, learning yeah. things he didn't really know before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and demonstrating God's good work in his life and reward it at the end, which d- doesn't in any way dampen or take away the sorrow that he felt, but there's a purpose for it. So uh, I forget who wrote it, you can remind me of this, but you know, Don't Waste Your Sorrows. Mm. Um, there's a book entitled by that. That's a good word. I mean, we've gotta be, I'm gonna go through hard times. Let me not waste those times, let me remain submitted to God through the trial, under the trial, and learn everything He wants to form in my life through these difficult things. Something I would remind believers of is that um, we weep with those who weep, we rejoice with those who, uh, who are rejoicing. So what I don't wanna do in my own life or for someone else's life is process these truths in a way that's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not how our God deals with us, that's not how we should deal with each other. Um, God takes note of our sorrows and He comforts us. He's the God of all comfort. He teaches us that we comfort each other out of that comfort with which He comforts us. So God cares that we hurt and that we're sad and that we're, um, if if a mother loses a child um, Mm -hmm. or whatever, those things are real. But the encouragement is also real. That's all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So we don't just let the sorrow register. We let God's promises register in our minds and hearts. We preach the truth to ourselves. We remind ourselves of things. So let me just give you one example. In 1 Peter chapter 5, um, in which we're taught to humble ourselves by casting our anxieties onto God, in the midst of that, he, he talks about suffering. Mm-hmm. And he says in verse nine of chapter five, first Peter chapter five, resist him, talking about the devil, our enemy, resist him firm in your faith, knowing. So, so we reason through these issues, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. These are, these are common, common things, things everyone deals with. We're not alone. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So what does he do? He points us to to what's true in the moment. That is, it is suffering, but he calls it momentary. It's just for a little while. Mm -hmm. And some of these things could be for a lifetime, and we might wonder, how is this a little while? Mm -hmm. Well, the answer is, compared to what? Compared to eternity. And that's what else he does in the passage. He points us, our eyes, our minds, our hearts to eternity. The God of all grace who's called you to his eternal glory in Christ. He points us to our future. God will restore us, confirm us, strengthen us, establish us, but then he also points us to God's glory. To him be the dominion forever and ever, amen. So we won't be able to process suffering rightly until God's glory is our chief interest Mm -hmm. and we delight and existing for his glory, and we believe all of his promises uh concerning our future and concerning even the the
1: heartaches and the struggles that we deal with, mm-hmm.
0: so we have to preach the truth to truth okay. to ourselves
1: thinking also of job <clears throat> in in you know kind of in concert here with uh with first Peter job when he when when everything comes crashing down, he says the Lord gives, the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. And then there's this phrase there where he says, and he fell on his his face and worshiped. Yes. Isn't that interesting that he he worshipped in the midst of his suffering? Maybe even speak to that some. I I sometimes see when people are going through difficult circumstances, maybe not just suffering, but difficult circumstances, suffering of a kind, they sometimes remove themselves from the church or maybe the worship of God in general. Mm. How would you uh, kind of speak to that? Well, you
0: know, Going back to 1 Peter 5 for a moment, you can't even receive these words that Peter is giving unless you're in the life of the church at this particular time. Because okay. this letter is being delivered to saints who are fellowshipping with each other in the church. This, mm-hmm. this is where we receive the word of God. This is where we're reminded of truth and encouraged. So you're exactly right. You can't, to, to isolate oneself in the midst of pain is very unwise. Okay. This is when we need the church. But thinking specifically about Job's situation, uh, two thoughts come to my mind. One is how precious the truth of God's sovereignty is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is not some academic exercise when you talk about the sovereignty of God and believing what God reveals in His Word about His absolute sovereignty. Job says, the Lord gave, Mm -hmm. the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Mm -hmm. So when I receive something, from whom did it come? Mm -hmm. Came from God. If I lose something, in whose sovereign plan is this, is this explained? it's in God's sovereign plan that this is explained. Mm-hmm. So that even things that I know God is grieved by, that He hurts with me, so to speak, that He, He, um, at least anthropomorphically, as, as His care for me is described. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves me, though it's still a part of His, his final, you know, His decrees, mm-hmm. His final plans for my life. I heard R.C. Sproul once talk about God's sort of, um, two, two different kinds of vision that God can grieve with us in the immediate over something that in the ultimate He takes joy in because He knows where it's headed, right? Mm -hmm. He's planned it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true in in my sorrows, that -hmm. God comforts me in them, but He has an ultimate reason for this. Mm -hmm. And even though I I can't peer behind the curtain and know what all those reasons are, I can rest in the knowledge there is a reason, Mm -hmm. there is a purpose, Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be to His glory. That's the second aspect of what I see in Job. He trusts the sovereignty of God, The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, but then he also worships. So Mm -hmm. ultimately, he understands what is most important Mm -hmm. is that God be worshiped, that God be glorified. I'm not at the center of the picture. God is always at the center of the picture if I am looking at life through the right
1: lens. So we have to process our suffering that way. Yeah, there's a place in where Paul says that something to the effect that for all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, they will suffer persecution. When you talk about godliness and suffering persecution, those two things, it seems to be a given, Paul is saying, mm. that you're gonna suffer persecution. right? Not just the sort of suffering that you know, Job is experiencing from temptation and then uh, the loss of, of his whole livelihood, um, but also just living godly in the world will result in some sort of suffering
0: no doubt about it, and, and that's what I was mentioning earlier that this is really the most prominent way that suffering's talked about in the new testament mm-hmm. it's a, it's a kind of suffering we experience because we're living godly lives because mm-hmm. we believe the truth because we're associated with Christ, and the verse that you just mentioned reminds us this is something that i can I, I should be prepared for i shouldn't be surprised by it, mm-hmm. as Peter says, you know not mm-hmm. to be surprised by such things yeah, that's true. Uh, this this is this is something I can count on and expect and when it comes, uh, I'm actually taught to rejoice in such mm, things. That's true, yeah. You know, sure. Not j- even just endure it, mm-hmm. but rejoice um, when trials come my way. Many of those trials in the form of persecution. Mm-hmm. So it all gets down to your value system, Josh. It mm-hmm. really does. Um, what is chief uh, on my set of values? Is it that, that I take joy in the thought that I exist to bring glory the one who not only gave me life but gave me new life. Mm-hmm. Who not only explains my existence but he's given me now everlasting life. Mm-hmm. I exist for him. If that's true and not just words, then even in my sorrows I can rest and rejoice um, even while the pain is there. It's a very strange thing to explain to people who don't know Christ. Mm-hmm. But it's reality. The, the day that my father died of a heart attack, I'll never forget having to, our, our two homes existed Literally a walk away, mm. you know a few hundred yards mm-hmm. away, and I remember sitting on the porch of the house we were living in and, and having to explain to my children, who then were all I have four children at that time, all were under the age of twelve, explained to them that their grandfather was gone to heaven, mm. and then making the walk over to my mom 's house mm. uh, to spend some time with her and try to comfort her mm-hmm. and walk that walk i 'll never forget looking up in the sky and seeing the moon, just being reminded of the vastness of creation Hmm. and the sovereignty of our God and being full of joy at the very same time that my heart had never been more sorrowful. Hmm. In the the same instant, in the same heart, in the same life, that's a reality that only
1: Christians can know. So um, we have to think in terms of truth. Thanks for joining us again for the Straight Truth Podcast. We're releasing episodes every week on every Thursday. So if you'd like to receive those episodes, just subscribe to one of our social media channels. You can find all those channels and all the details about this podcast at our website, straighttruth.net. And do us a favor, go to the iTunes podcast section and leave us a review. Also just go to the YouTube section, leave a comment there for us, something you'd like us to discuss and subscribe to our channel. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.